Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the very first podcast that uh, hopefully will be the start of many more to come. Um, some of you might know me already. Uh, my name is Michael Bath. Uh, that's right, Bath, B-A-T-H. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel is basically about my Porsche. It's about Porsche. It's about Porsche content. It's about the Porsche community. Uh, it's about the 997 that uh, that I bought in 2017. 2017. Uh, so I've owned that for almost three years. In this January coming in 2020, I've owned it for three years. So two and a half years of ownership of the 997. Uh, during that time, from the beginning before I bought a 911, I decided to document my journey. And I thought, what's the best place to do the documentation of this journey uh, is on YouTube. Uh, not did I think at that time anyone would watch my videos. It was kind of for me to get my thoughts out loud, uh, which I know a lot of you guys who are looking at buying a Porsche, whether it be a 997 or an air-cooled or a 991 or even a new 911, we all go through the same process. We all think in our head and sometimes it's easily to speak out loud. And I think that's the beauty of YouTube. And uh, I guess the beauty of podcasts as well, hopefully, is that you can actually just talk like-minded people and talk about things that you're interested in and um, your journey and to help you help other people along the way. I know, I know I've had a few comments on YouTube that people have um, found my story interesting. Uh, I find that surprising in itself. Uh, I'm not trying to be modest, but I do find that surprising in itself. Um, I watched Magnus Walker yesterday on um, Seen Through Glasses YouTube channel. He's in LA and he went to Magnus Walker. I'm sure everyone knows who Magnus Walker is. Um, I'm not going to explain it, but hearing Magnus Walker talk and you think about his story, and his story is such a great, great story. Uh, his collection of 911s. As he said, most of his 911s he got for under 10,000. Uh, gone are those days, but it's it's that passion. It's that you know watching watching Magnus Walker talk about his 911s and talking about how he wants one from every generation, and now he's getting the 924s and 944s and 968s and 928s. It's uh, I don't know. It makes me, and I guess this is, and I'm not saying I'm the same as Magnus Walker, of course, but I'm guessing this is how we how we communicate, and this is how we. We all uh, connect, I guess. It's connection, isn't it? Okay, so I best I best uh, start from the beginning, just in case. Uh, and I'm guessing a lot of people listening to this wouldn't have watched my YouTube videos. So we'll start from the beginning. I guess back in, uh, well, the Porsche journey for me began a long time ago. Uh, I guess my influence, living in Sydney in Australia, I lived close to the Porsche dealers. Uh, I used to walk past there. I used to walk past there when I first moved into Sydney and I used to see the the 993s and the 964s and <coughs> you know all the air cools that are now become coveted I used to see them in the dealership in the bright colors and the greens and and you know I was drawn to them I was drawn to them and at that stage I didn't really have the money or the funds or or even think that I would be able to get into a into a 911 um <coughs> Living in the city and living in Sydney at that time, I didn't really need a car. Uh, I relied on walking and I relied on public transport. Um, but then, you know, my passion started to grow. And, you know, I always liked cars and I've, I've you know, I've had quite a few Audis and, and things like that, but nothing on the level of a Porsche. Uh, so actually in 2000, uh, in, in the mid-2000s, I really wanted to get one. This is when 911s were very, very cheap. Uh, especially SCs and, you know, 85, 85 911s, air-cooled 911s. 
in Australia at the time, they were selling for you know twenty to thirty thousand Australian dollars, which is crazy when you think about how much they cost now. Even nine thirty, nine thirty turbos were very very cheap. Um, of course, it didn't help that at the time my friend uh, my friend had a nine eleven. He's had uh, three three generations of nine eleven, so he had a nine six four. He had an S three before that. Then he bought a nine six four. That was his first Porsche, a white one. I think it was a white one. Yeah, a white one. And then he bought a 993 in the green. And now he's got the white GT3. Uh, if you watched some of my videos, you would have seen that um, GT3 in the videos and you would have seen it in uh, on my Instagram. Um, so his influence was great because he always had Porsches and he always told me how great they were and you know how they appreciate and how great they are to drive. And, and I always wanted one. And you know, <clears throat> in 2004, I almost did it. But stupidly enough, I bought a brand new Audi, uh, which basically lost most of its value in a very short period of time, when I should have bought a couple of um, 911s. But anyway, looking back, you can't look back like that. So then I thought, okay, I'm definitely going to buy a 911. So I started, and this is a long time after, uh, in 2015, I started to think about it seriously again. Um, then I started properly looking in 2016. Uh, beginning of 2016 and then I made my first video on YouTube about the Porsche trying to be sensible in uh, 2016 middle of 2016 I think it was or end July 2016 um, so I literally was looking properly for about six months um, I knew I wanted a 997 uh, I knew I just wanted either a Carrera or a Carrera S uh, I knew there was issues with the IMS uh, intermediate shaft uh, I knew there was minor interior issues etc um, but it was about finding the right one um, in the right color uh, not necessarily with the right options I wasn't really thinking too much about options I have to say I think more about options now when I'm looking at um, my next 911 which I'll get into in another episode I'm, I'm really keen on getting a GT3 um, but going back to the first purchase is I guess I wasn't really looking for options um, I was looking for the right color, like I said, low kilometers and a well-kept car. Um, I looked at a few. Uh, I inquired about a few. There was one I remember in Queensland, which was a Carrera S. The guy was really difficult, didn't call me back, etc. So I just let that one go. Um, I didn't have my heart set on getting a Carrera S. I know a lot of people say you want to get a Carrera S. I always had in my mind Nick Murray's thing about, you know, base Carrera is just as good, get the base Carrera. I know he was talking about 991s, but... I do still believe if you're looking for a 911, um, don't limp, don't think you need to get the S or the GTS. You know, the base Carrera in manual, I mean, even I guess that the point twos in PDK is, is probably fine. Um, but if I'm talking about a 997, you want the manual, uh, you know, in the right color. And the right color really is the color that you like, the color that connects with you. I always like the, the silver. Obviously, I like the GT silver. Mine's Arctic silver. Uh, I like the GT Silver probably better, um, but I would have been happy with probably, I probably would have been happy with other colors. I didn't really want a black car. I had two black cars before, so I didn't want a black Porsche. Uh, I liked it when this one in silver came up. Now the one, the car that I eventually bought was a 997.1 2006 model uh, Carrera. Uh, I found that at a dealership in Sydney, uh, in Woolloomooloo in Sydney called uh, Scuderia Graziani that sells a lot of uh, Ferraris, Porsches, Bentleys, etc. Um, and I bought the car from them. The car was priced high when I went to inquire about it. Uh, they were quite transparent. 
um, they were very helpful and, and quite transparent. They basically uh, gave me an offer the Saturday that I went in for the car, a better price for it, and they gave me a price for my trade-in for my Audi A4. Um, the trade-in for the Audi A4 wasn't great. The Audi A4 had a lot of issues and I knew that I had to pay money to get out of it. So I wasn't too fussed. I had a figure in my head and I was happy to accept that. And quite a low figure actually. Uh, but you know what it is with some cars, they just devalue very quickly. Not very quickly because it was a 10-year-old car. Um, so anyway, I put an offer in. Um, the process I went through, I probably made it more difficult for myself. Uh, I made sure I got a PPI done. Um, they had already done a inspection. They'd already had a service inspection done at Porsche uh, Sydney South. And that Porsche inspection showed up a few issues, minor type issues. Uh, I think they said the brake pads were gone. Uh, the brake pads had minimal life and had to be changed. There was the cosmetic thing inside with the um, with the air conditioning knobs. There was the there was a slight coolant leak uh, at the rear. There was I'm trying to remember now what else there was. Uh, there was oh the windscreen wiper washer didn't work. Um, there are a few things on the list. Uh, they had a price on this, uh, the list that the dealer gave me. Uh, I then took it to Order House Hamilton. Uh, Scuderia Graziani were kind enough to let me take the car for a PPI. So I took it for a day to Order House Hamilton in Sydney, a Porsche specialist here in Sydney. And they did a full uh, pre-purchase inspection on the, on the 911. Uh, most things were, everything was pretty much okay. It needed a major service, which I knew, um, which I would do when I, when I eventually bought the car. Uh, the things that they said were wrong, Porsche South Sydney, were all pretty much what um, Auto House had picked up on. The one thing they didn't think needed changing was the brakes. They said you'll still get you know ten to fifteen thousand kilometers out of those brakes. I haven't changed the brakes, the brake pads to this day. I've still on the same brake pads. So even though they were told the the previous uh, the first inspection through Scuderia Graziani through Porsche in Sydney told them to change the brakes, I haven't changed them and they're still okay. Um, my friend actually had a similar thing happen to him with his Macan. It, it came up from Porsche that the brakes needed changing, um, and Auto House said they didn't. Just wait till the wait till the warning light comes on, and when the warning light comes on for your pads, then change your pads. My, nothing wrong with my brakes at the moment, so that's all good. But all in all, all in all, the PPI was good. Um, there was minor cosmetic thing. The trunk frunk thing was broken. Um, not much else really. Uh, the only thing that I uh, that I hesitated when I was looking at the car and I really, I had to look past it because I knew I could change it with the wheels. Uh, the wheels were fitted, the car had originally um, 19 inch, the spoked wheels, which I can't remember the name of in the 997, is it Sport Sport Design, Sport not Sport Classic, the very spoky 19 inch wheel, the Carrera S wheel. Um, anyway, the car had Tekar 20 inch um, formula wheels on it, not cheap wheels. Uh, they were painted in like a they painted in a platinum color. I forget the actual color, um, but they're painted in a platinum color. And you know they look good. They look good. The problem is is that you know looking back now and driving it on the the Carrera S wheels that I eventually changed, which I'll get to, um, the car drives a lot better. I like the stance of it. I like parts of it. I didn't like how the center caps didn't match. They had the gray center caps that didn't really match the wheel. I didn't really like that. It bugged me. Uh, I was going to try to get them matched and painted, but in the end, I decided to change the wheel. And I, I mean, I think you, when you're buying a, a 911, you have to look at it and you have to think, 
you know, some things I can just change, I can make better. And you shouldn't walk away from a car, especially a really good one that's that's been low. Mine had very low kilometers. It had 40,000 kilometers, 30, yeah, 40,000 kilometers. Uh, it was an 06. It was out of the pre-IMS range. It was in the second range. So it's, you know, I'll say it's okay. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I'll say it's okay. Um, so less worry. Um, but I think you need to look past some of the defects and think you can fix that. I mean, I know the air conditioning when I first picked up the car, when I bought the car and I drove the car away. And uh, the air conditioning, uh, I didn't really notice them properly before. And then I saw the air conditioning knobs and they were painted with black texture because the interior of the pre-07s with the air conditioning dials, uh, they come off uh, due to oil on people's hands. It's a known issue. Porsche changed the finish on the 07 or 08 models. Uh, so there's a lot of third-party companies that you can get to fix up those air conditioning knobs. Or you can buy a complete unit, which uh, I did. Uh, a lot of people think that's crazy, but I bought a complete unit from Suncoast Parts in the US. It was about half the price of the Australian part. It was about $1,000 uh, it's a lot of money for what it was, um, but it made me happy and it made me feel better with the car. Uh, and then I had to change the switch on the side, the trunk trunk switch, uh, engine switch, and that was about, I don't know, 100 US. So I bought those things pretty much straight away. But for me, I factored them into the cost of the car. So it's a, it's a, if you factor it in, you know, it doesn't worry you so much. There were a few things that I factored in that I knew I had to do. Same as I knew I had to get the major service done, uh, those sort of things. So I factored that in the beginning. You know, and going back to the wheels, uh, the wheels I didn't actually change over straight away. I did wait for, I must have waited six months, uh, six months before I decided to do the wheels. And then I started my search, my quest to get the lobster, lobster claw, I always call them the wrong name, people. Someone picked me up on it the other day and said I'm calling them the wrong thing. I call them lobsters, lobster claws. I'm not quite sure what the exact name is, but you know they're the Carrera S wheels on the 997. Um... So I did searches, I found them on eBay, I found some places in Australia, but I eventually reached out to XL Wheels in the UK because uh, I was spending a lot of time in the UK and I, I still do on and off. Um, I reached out to Chris at XL Wheels. I'd seen a lot of things on some of the forums, Piston Heads and I think maybe not Renlist, but I saw a few things on the UK forums about how he was refinishing, refurbishing the wheels. So I reached out to him and I said, look, I'm after a pair of lobster claws, S wheels. Um, do you have any? And he said, well, by chance I do. And the set I have is a really, really good set. And then he sent me photos of the set. In all honesty, I could have just taken the wheels and not refinished them. So I told him the color I was after. I knew he'd worked with that color before because I'd seen it on his Facebook page. And I think my color was called OB4. OB4 is the, was the Carrera S991 wheel, the GT4 color wheel. GT3 wheel, maybe the GT3 wheel, OB, OB4, uh, so it was a Porsche color. Um, he had said, no problem, I've done that, he did done that color before. He hadn't done it on lobsters, so I thought for something different, uh, to give it that kind of old sort of style and, and, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a personal edge for me is that I left it uh, the center, OB4, and the, the lip is uh, left in silver. Um, so both were painted. It's not just the original silver color. It was painted as well. So they were done in two stages. Um, yeah, so that was the wheels. <clears throat> and then I had them delivered to where I stay in London, London apartment. And then I had them, um, then I took them back to Australia. 
I took two in my luggage. Uh, luckily enough, I get a large luggage allowance because of flying a lot. I took two in my luggage and I shipped two. Two I shipped cost me a fortune. They cost me about, mm, I'll say it in Australian dollars because I don't know what it is in US or UK at the moment off the top of my head, but it was about 700 Australian dollars. I didn't get hit with any type of um, duty on the way in, which was lucky, and I got them sent straight to order house. Uh, I got them sent to, no, I got them sent to my address, I think. I can't remember where I got them sent. No, I got sent them to order house, and then I picked them up from order house because I couldn't get them delivered to my address. Uh, so I got those sent there, and then I picked them up and got the wheels, the tires fitted at another place here in, uh, here in Sydney. Um, so that was my process. That was like the, the first thing, but, you know, um, I guess I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, I guess I'm giving an overall view of, of my 997 story, my Porsche story. Um, but I remember the, uh, the thing about it is I speak to a lot of people because of YouTube and I speak to a lot of people about, the, you know, waiting. People are waiting to, to be able to buy their 911 and they're doing the same process, you know, that same, can I afford it? What's my limit? You know, that process we go through and buy a car and eventually the passion takes a hold of you. Eventually it's that gut feeling and it might be... It might be more expensive. It might not be exactly the right options, but you know, you just know it's the right car. And um, I think that's what's what's great about Porsche. And it really isn't like buying any other car. Uh, maybe this is what Ferrari owners have. Maybe this is what you know Lamborghini owners have. But it, it's not like buying another car. You buy a 911, you feel like you feel like it's going to be there forever. I guess. I think that's the heritage and history how many Porsches and the owners that the Porsches have had and and in 20 years time who's going to own this car in 40 years time who's going to own this car where's this car going to be and you hope that it's still around and someone's looking after it and and going through that same you know that same process that same passion that we have that that Porsche Porsche passion as we call it you know that that feeling that you get inside okay so today is um like I said today is just the first podcast uh, I just wanted to start my story if you haven't heard from me heard about me before uh, and if you have, well, then we'll continue that story through um, through podcasts. And hopefully this will be something that I can do a couple of times a week. And not that I'm going to stop doing my YouTube videos, but the YouTube videos take a lot longer to do. Uh, and also not having the car with me. They do actually, because uh, at the moment I am, for those of you, maybe I should just say where I am. Um, I am now based in uh, Bahrain in the Middle East. I'm based in Bahrain for work for the next couple of years for large projects being done in the Middle East. So I'm not with my car all the time. I still have my 997 in Australia. Uh, it's stored in Australia. I still have it. Uh, I will see it again at Christmas. Um, so it's it's very hard without having the 911. Um, I am thinking about getting a Porsche in Bahrain. I need a car in Bahrain. Uh, it probably won't be a 911, uh, which I did do a video about as well. It won't be a 911. It's probably more like going to be a Cayenne or a Macan or a Panamera. Uh, if you have any, uh, I'm going to do that as another podcast, but I'm not quite sure which one to get. Uh, I'm struggling with it. A lot of people tell me I should just get a Japanese car in Bahrain because the servicing and costs are way too high. I want to drive something nice. You're driving all the time there. You cannot walk, uh, so it, it has to be a good car. Anyway, so I think that's it for today. Uh, I just wanted to do an introduction podcast. I think we're about 20 minutes. Uh, I know that's quite short, but uh, my name is Michael Barth. So this will be my regular podcast. We're going to talk about Porsche. We're going to talk about uh, Porsche ownership. We're going to talk about... We're just going to chat, I guess. We're going to chat. Uh, and I think it's going to be an interesting journey. Um, so until the next one, thanks for listening. Bye for now.